welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the Christmas Day service 2016 and the Bible reading is taken from John chapter 1 verses 1 to 14. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. I'm going to invite you to stand as we have the reading from God's Word taken from the Gospel of John chapter 1. As we read in Luke chapter 2, we found the events recorded here upon this earth that were taking place at that birth. But John chose to record it a different way because rather than describing the earthly events, he describes it in what it was that was really happening that day and what the Lord was doing. And in John chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Again, Lord, we thank you as we gather here on this Christmas day. Thank you, Lord, that we can be in your house. Thank you for your word that's before us. And I pray now over these next moments, Lord, that you would use your unworthy servant to speak to the hearts of each one that is here. You know the needs. You know what each one needs to hear. You know how each one needs to respond. We give you all the praise, thanks, and glory for it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. As we gather here today, we're here to celebrate, to celebrate Christmas. People will have lots of things going on throughout the days with family and friends, and that's all great, and that's all part of it. But I just want us to think for just a few moments this morning on what it means to really celebrate Christmas. You see, the, the Bible says here in verse 14, it says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word, the Logos, God Himself, the Creator of all that was. I've heard it said before, I can't take credit for it myself, that if Christ is born in Bethlehem a million times, and if He trudges the dusty road of Palestine preaching for a million years, but yet is not born in your heart, 
is not part of your life, then what difference does it make? What difference does the gospel make? What difference does Christmas Day make? Because if that be not so, it is just another holiday, another day of festivities. But today, as we gather today, if we are celebrating not only that Jesus was born one day in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago, but that he's been born in your heart. That's what makes all the difference in the world, that he's part of your life today. And only then can you truly even begin to grasp how to celebrate today. What a great celebration that it is when in your heart you know him whose day it's all about. I mentioned last week that glorious event that many of you have experienced, some of you still look forward to experiencing that day. Ask any parent if they remember and can possibly put into words the sheer wonder that's experienced when you gaze on that newborn baby and you tenderly hold that child in your arms and you know that it's a gift from God. It's an awesome event, one that certainly myself and I think most people would be at a loss of words to even begin to adequately describe what that's like. But then think of the absolute wonder of this incarnate event when Jesus Christ was born, the Lord of the universe, the Lord of eternity, the Lord of all time, the Lord of history, the creator of all things, everything visible and invisible, when he becomes holy infant child, baby, as we've sang in so many of those carols this morning, so so tender and so mild. When he was born in the most humble of conditions. Now, most of us, maybe not all of us, but certainly the vast majority of us will have been born in a hospital with all of its sterility and everything being so shiny and chromy and sparkling and all of those germs wiped away. But he came in the most humble way. Born in a stable. <laughs> there with the animals. Because there was they didn't have room for them in the end. His first cradle, his first bed was the manger that the animals ate from. Why did Jesus Christ come in such humble fashion? Because he wanted to come for the most humble of men that could ever possibly leave. I can't think of any way that an individual could enter this world in a more humble way than being born there with the animals. The God of power, glory, the power of the universe revealed in the most intimate way his unconditional love for us. God was showing us, God was showing you how much that he loved you. And he came as a tiny, helpless baby in order to do that. 
one of the amazing things about the Christmas period. We all know lots of different people. And if we're honest, some of them are nice people. Some are not so nice. <laughs> some are easy to get along with. Some of them you dread just trying to get along with them. But Christmas does something even to most of those ornery, nasty people that seem to have such a bad attitude all the time about whatever it is that's going on in the world. Suddenly, people that normally don't begin to show their caring affections towards others. They're more likely to, to greet people with a smile. They're more likely to go out of their way to do something to please someone else than possibly any other time of the year. And of course, it seems that at Christmas that a lot of people want to get into that festive spirit, even if they're not normally. And may I say to you, there is a level of festivities that all can get in, but I'm saying to you today, when we really celebrate Christmas, the festivities are like none other. When you know that that Jesus that was born in Bethlehem has been born in your heart, when you recognize that that was God, the creator of all things, coming in flesh because of his great love for you. Do you remember the story in John chapter 3? The story of this one called Nicodemus. And Nicodemus was a real scholar. I mean, he was considered one of the, the wisest men, a man of eminence and authority amongst his, his peers. But he came to see Jesus one night because he recognized that with all of his scholarly intellect and all, that there was something special about this teacher and what he had to teach. He came by night. Maybe that was because even though that he had this curiosity and he wanted to know, but at the same time, maybe he was a bit shy about others seeing what he was doing. He wanted to have a conversation with Jesus. Maybe he wanted that to be private, away from the crowds. We don't know, but we do know one thing, that whatever the reason was, Nicodemus probably would have never imagined in all of his life what was about to be told to him, <laughs> what was about the opportunity that was going to be given to him in speaking to this one called Jesus that could change his life forever, that could give him literally immortality. Man looks in all the ways. He wants to find the, the fountain of youth. He wants to find immortality, and he's looked in all the places, but there's only one place. That life, that's what we read about here, Jesus Christ. He was that life. He was the light of all men. We said many times, life truly does not exist anywhere except with God. God gave you the physical life that you have, and God's the only one that can give you that spiritual life that will overcome that sin in your life that brings death to this mortal life, which will end one day. None of us have ever been able to stop it, and no man will. But life is more than just this tabernacle that we dwell within. And with Jesus Christ, that's why he came. 
over 2,000 years ago. That's why he took on flesh so that you could take on immortality because your flesh was sinful. All is sin and comes short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Because you see, just after that, that great event with Nicodemus and Nicodemus being shown how his life could be changed for eternity, Jesus gives us that great verse in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He doesn't want you to face that death that will come naturally because of the sinfulness of this flesh. You see, many times when we go to the doctors for something that's wrong with us down here, the doctor can't figure it out, and he tends to send us on to one that they call a specialist. <laughs> a specialist because he specializes in a certain field. May I say today that when it comes to your salvation, when it comes to your immortality, when it comes to true life, there is only one specialist, and his name is Jesus Christ, the same one whose birth we celebrate this day. He is the specialist, and he is the specialist in love. Love for our souls, love for your soul. That's why he came, because he loved you. And you know, just as our passage that we just read, that passage told us that it was the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us. It was God himself that came to dwell amongst us. That same Bible tells us that God is love. There is no greater specialist in love. Oh, you can find all kind of people today that will tell you how to love and how not to love and how to fix your love and all of these things, but I'm telling you today, this is the one that's the specialist. He doesn't mean saying that God is love just as some kind of a, an optimistic motto. Won't call the name, but I was flipping through the TV this morning and there was one that came on there that was preaching that you know, he's known as one of these positive thinking preachers. You hear very little of the Bible, but a whole lot about what you should think and how you should react to it. May I say that this is more than just some kind of optimism. <laughs> oh, you can be optimistic about it. This is meant to be the guiding light of your life. The Bible says that this was the true light which lighteth Every man that cometh into the world, do you know that without God, without God you have no light? Darkness is just not something that you have to make. It's the absence of light. If you take light away, darkness is just automatically there. Your soul is in darkness. Your life is in darkness without the light of the world that came over 2,000 years ago for the express purpose that 33 and a half years later, he would allow them to nail him to a cross so he could shed his blood and die the death that we deserved to give us that life. You see, God is love. And that's meant to be the, the basis for the most intimate relationship 
that you can ever have. And you know, it's only when we experience that intimate relationship that we are able to truly express that intimacy, that kind of love to other people, whether it be your spouse or your family, your friends. We toss this word around all the time, but may I say, God is love. Jesus Christ is love. Without Him, you only have a fraction, a portion, a shadow of what could be. You see, Jesus Christ is meant to be the supreme revelation of truth and grace. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Satan is a liar. He's the father of it. There's probably not a, a week go by that I don't have to deal with somebody simply because they're believing Satan's lies. Whether it's getting them down, whether it's depressing them, whether it's convincing them that they don't have this or they do need that, he doesn't care how he messes with your mind. He doesn't care how he messes with your heart. May I say to you today, if you want to really celebrate Christmas, listen to the truth. This one that came, he is the truth. You see, when those words of God is love, when they're more than just a, a slogan that you read and a slogan that you hear, when it becomes the very core of your being, your life has changed forever. Most of us will have been familiar with Charles Dickens' story. When he tells the story of Ebenezer Scrooge. And we still use that term so many times about somebody being a Scrooge because we see a lack of love, a lack of caring, somebody that wants nothing to do with Christmas. You know, Scrooge was a pretty ugly person, and he was in a particularly ugly mood in the story, and he wasn't interested in Tiny Tim, he wasn't interested in human life at all and what it was actually worth except of what it was worth was to him, what it could do for him, what it could make for him in this world. We find that those that came in contact with him, they tended to be uncomfortable and chilled and they were looking more for getting away from him than they were having to spend time with him. And yet... He had a dream one night. And in that story, it was just a dream, but his dream, his life passed before him, his past, his present, and his future. Today, we need more than just a dream. No matter what's in your past, no matter where you are right now, Jesus came to change your life now and for eternity, that your future might be. And I promise you, we see Ebenezer Scrooge, we see a changed man when he comes out that next morning when he, he realizes these things and suddenly he wants to be a different person. He wants a different life. May I say to you, far more than any dream that you could ever have, if Jesus Christ that was born in that manger 2,000 years ago, if he is born into your life and he's alive within your heart, 
You will be a changed person like nothing in this world can change you. There is nothing that can do that for you. Do you want to really celebrate Christmas today? Well, if he's not alive in your heart, today is the day by all means. I can promise you there is nothing more important about this day than that you allow that one that came 2,000 years ago to do what he came to do in your life, to be born into your heart that you might be born again, that you might experience a life that you've never experienced before, a life that will go for eternity. You see, the apostle John provides us with this wonderful, wonderful truth about Christmas. Yes, we can read about him being turned away and him being born in that, in that stable and laid in that manger. We can read about the, the shepherds and the angels. We can read about all that they celebrated that night. But I remind you again, he could be born over and over and over in Bethlehem and every city of this world. He could walk the dusty trails. He could preach for a million years. But if he's not born in your heart, it makes no difference. It makes no difference whatsoever. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God stooped low. God became flesh in the form of an infant, in a stable, in Bethlehem. God became one of us to show us how much that he loves us, to tell us how much that he loves us and how much that he wants to change your life and to give you life. I wonder today, are you willing to stoop down? Are you willing to consider the fact that without him, you really have no life. What place does he have in your life? And I'm not talking about just some religious words that's so easy for us to speak. Oh, how I love him. We sing the songs. We say the words. We tell everybody that we're a Christian, that we're a follower of Christ. But I'm asking you today, what do they see in your life? Do you really want to celebrate Christmas? It's not just one day out of the year on a calendar. It's Jesus Christ being born in your heart, in your life, and affecting every day of your life. Let Christ be seen through you. That's what he came for, to change your life forever. He didn't come to be born in that manger, to die on that cross so you could just go ahead and live the life like the rest of the world lives without Jesus. He came because he loved you. He came to give you life. Are you willing to humble yourself today and to admit that you're a sinner? If Jesus Christ has never been born in your heart, do you realize what you're missing? Nothing in the world will replace that. Will you humble yourself today as a sinner and just full of grace and truth? God's grace is sufficient. For by grace are you saved through faith. You have to believe it and accept it. He does all the work, not because you deserve it, but because he loves you so much. This day, are you willing? And Christians, are you willing 
If Christ truly was born in your life, and if you truly are a child of God today, because that's what he said here, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Are you living like a child of God today when they see you? They say, boy, I know who that person belongs to. That's how you can really celebrate Christmas. Oh, enjoy the festivities, enjoy the time with your family, but let Christ be a part of your life. Let Christ be seen in your life in all that you do every day of the year. Are you willing to humble yourself and stoop down and consider the needs of others rather than yourself? <laughs> Remember that there are those that are today, as we gather here and as we gather later with our families that are weak, that are lonely. Some that are young without a family and some that are old that their families have, have passed them by. Are you willing to stoop and ask not what your friends can do for you to show their love, but what can you do to love your friends? What can you do to love those around you? We need to bear in mind that everybody needs more than anything else. They need the love of God, the love of Christ in their hearts. They need Christ to be born there. I just want to remind you this Christmas Day, folks, with everything else you do, I look forward to my turkey after a while. <laughs> I look forward to a lot of laughter and joy with, with my family, with my, my wife and my children and my grandchildren. I look forward to that. And I plan on enjoying it, but not at the expense of forgetting Jesus. <laughs> That's what the celebration is all about. What I'm saying to you today is enjoy those other things, but if you really want to celebrate Christmas today, give Jesus Christ the place that he deserves in your heart and in your life. Father, I thank you this morning, Lord, as we gathered here on this Christmas day, and, and, and Lord, I didn't know who would be here, and, and, and Lord, I don't know the hearts of anybody that is here. I thank you for each one. I thank you for each one of them that came out to this place today, and Lord, I know these thoughts have been simple and scattered, but Lord, it's just from my heart to them that they might get a glimpse of what really took place that first Christmas day there in Bethlehem when Christ was born into this world. It wasn't called Christmas then. It wasn't even celebrated for many years later. And Lord, today some celebrate it and some don't. But may we all remember the event. And may we thank God that Jesus Christ came to be born into this world so that he might be born into our hearts. If there are those here this morning that Christ has never been born into their life, maybe they're good people. Maybe they're better people than a lot of people that here that are Christians. Maybe they've just never seen or grasped or heard the truth. Maybe they've allowed themselves to be told the lies of the devil and to get their minds and their hearts away from the truth. If there are those here today that truly need Christ to be born into their lives, Lord, would you please speak to their hearts right now and allow them to see that and help them this day, Lord, 
to humble themselves as you humbled yourself and came to us. Help them to humble themselves and come to you and simply cry out for mercy. None of us deserve forgiveness, but you came because you loved us so much that you wanted to give us forgiveness. And Lord, for every Christian here today, those that have believed, those that have become your children, Lord, I pray that you'd work in our help us to really celebrate Christmas. Help us to celebrate it, not just because Jesus was born over 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, but because Jesus Christ was born in our lives, and we have been born again. And today, Christ is alive and well in each and every one of us. And I pray that you'd help us, Lord, to really celebrate Christmas, not just today, but every day of our lives as those around us can see the Christ that was born into our hearts, as they can see him and realize that he loves them and that his great love will give them the love and the life that they seek. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.